this. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. I want to flip to the defensive side right now because, like you mentioned, you are going to have a piece up on all Bengals talking everything offense. So I think fans are definitely going to want to check that out before you get to the Week 5 cards and Bengals game. There is, there's a lot of problems offensively, and I think it's more than, than Joe Burrow's cap right now, and that's really unfortunate. Um, and hopefully we can kind of talk back about a bounce back game with this offense when they played the Cardinals, but my confidence level is about 50% right now. So we'll flip to the defensive side of the ball. There's criticism there. Uh, as I mentioned before, they had 12 missed tackles. Lou pretty much went off on it and said there's normally four to five max when you play a game. 12 is is 12 can't happen. For me personally, I know I shouldn't do this, and I feel like it's an, an excuse right now because I think a lot of people said, oh, see, this is what happens when Dax Hill and Nick Scott are out there and your secondary Cheeto's coming back, and it, it's this, it's Cam Taylor Britt, it's everything they want to point out on the defensive side of the ball. And look, they did not, they didn't have a good game. But when your offense can't get anything going and you're on the field for what feels like 80% of the time, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to stop an offense. So I'm not too down on the defense. It isn't last year's defense. It isn't the defense that could have saved them in a game against the Tennessee Titans or even in the Ravens game where they didn't have a good game. And I felt like the offense finally got something going in the second half and the defense struggled. It hasn't been the same, and that's really unfortunate. But then you get that inspiring, a little bit inspiring. I know who they're playing against when it comes to the offensive line against the Rams on Monday Night Football. And I thought, you know what? Maybe the defense is back. Maybe, Maybe it's back and everyone can calm down a little bit. How are you feeling about the defense right now? Pretty concerned. Um, I do think you can put up a bit of how poorly they played on just them not getting any breaks. Mm -hmm. And like I mentioned that second quarter, because the first quarter, what the defense was fine. And then they gave up 21 points in the second quarter. They got, they only were able to get two first downs on offense in that second quarter. So it was basically defense, man, we got our butts kicked on like an eight minute drive or a six minute drive or a five minute drive, go to the sideline, grab a little paper cup of Gatorade. And then the offense is punting the ball and you go, crap, I gotta get my helmet. And then (laughs) same thing is like, man, we got our butts kicked. Like let's, let's pull together. Let's figure out what's going on by the time they all huddle up and the ball is being punted. So I was like, well, we don't have time for that. So we got to get back out there. And I could feel by the end of that, you know, like that just feels exhausting to play that long for one 90 degrees. 90 degrees. It was a hot game too, but that's, and maybe that's why they missed so many tackles. Maybe that's why the front did not take advantage of a bad Titans offensive line. This is the worst Titans offensive line they've faced in the past yeah. couple of years. And this was the only time that they got dominated up front. So I think there are issues as well that lead into that, that happened in the first quarter, but we're just going to look at, you know, the, I think I think some of the guys might have been a, a bit tired already by the second quarter. Um, I have a lot of concern right now for the backup defensive tackles. Mm-hmm. I just – I ugh, Josh Tupo and Zach Carter through four weeks have been pretty bad. I think Tupo has regressed, uh, and Zach Carter has not taken any step forward. He he had one play where he had a clean win, and I almost clipped it and sent it out because I felt bad about saying something mean about him because it's like these double teams are sending him six yards upfield, 
And that can't happen because that's making life extremely difficult on your linebackers who then overran it and big gain running right at Zach Carter, which they did multiple times this game. They went, let's run at 95. Uh, but then he has a, a big win, a dominant win, swims outside of the guard and runs. And on a play action pass, he comes up and hits the running back and Tannehill throws it as he's up there. It's like, man, find the ball, find the ball. You almost like turn this game around for yourself where if you had like some dominant sack like that, completely different conversation, but because he didn't, the narrative for me now is like, what is he adding? Because typically he's not running on these pass downs. He's not generating a lot of pressure. Um, but if I had to guess his sack total on the year, I'd probably set the over under at like one and a half. <laughs> like, does he get a sack? Maybe two. Miles Murphy, Miles Murphy's probably going double, triple. Murphy's already got one. He's, already got one yeah. he's, a, he's got infinite more sacks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, it was a good sack. I know it was effort, but it was a good sack. I could talk was, about it a little bit. But, but but overall, was that Carter? This was going to be the year of saying, okay, this is it. This is your opportunity. It, it typifies a little bit of what they did, right? Because it's mm -hmm. like, well, these guys will step up, and then we just haven't seen that. No. No, so it's, I agree with you. I mean, there are concerns. It doesn't feel like last year or even I've mentioned it before in the playoff run in 2021 and even in 2022 where it felt like, man, the defense was dominant. The defense stepped up in these games and it was absolutely huge. And right now when your offense can't get anything going, your defense isn't saving you at all. And it's just been really unfortunate. And I think we've noticed that in a lot of games this season. I don't put it too much on week one against the Cleveland Browns. Um, because I, I I don't know, maybe maybe I should have looked at the defense there and said, man, it's just a bad defensive unit. For me, it was the Ravens game and it's this game where mm -hmm. it just it there's there's some glaring holes. And you know, I, I don't know what Lou does in that situation. I don't know what the defense does, but you can't miss 12 people and expect to win a game or even be close in a game. And I know you're on the field the majority of the time because your offense can't get anything going, but at some point you got to stop them because as you mentioned before, that third quarter when they had the ball, they pretty much took up the whole entire quarter, the Titans offense. And I know there were some penalties that led to first downs, but overall you couldn't get off the field and you're coming out after halftime for that. And it was absolutely brutal. So yeah, I mean, it's, it isn't good football right now. And I know you, I mentioned before you brought up really good points out there on social media, just about this comparison to, Hey, you know, they were in this situation last year or they, you know, even if they went on Sunday, they're, they're two and three. And it's, it's just, it isn't last year. There, there are some real concerns and problems. And I don't, I don't, I don't know how to feel going into week five, to be completely honest. We'll wrap it up right now. Just kind of where you're at on concern level, or if there's any kind of optimism where this team is right now, I, I, the AFC North is what it is. It looks like the Ravens are going to run away with it. I think they have like a 93% chance of winning the AFC North right now. And the Bengals, have, the Bengals have a 1.8 maybe, um, which I don't even think you think about that stuff right early. now. It's all it, it's early. I, I'll, I'll be concerned about that uh, if they lose this week. And then I'll go like, yeah, I don't know if this Bengals okay. team's really winning the North. <laughs> so, so we're, I mean, I, I look, we had a lot of bad things to say because it's bad football right now. Where are you at? overall in this picture as you go into this week five i'm this pretty concerned i think this week's huge uh because they're the better team on paper but this cardinals team's been scrappy all year mm -hmm. if, yeah and they've been a really good run offense and if i have more optimism about one area of the defense i think it's the pass defense because it feels like it's a lot of communication stuff assignments and alignments just stuff that i think it's cleaned up over the next couple of weeks you know we 
tried to talk about we're probably going to get some communication errors on the back end, similar to how the offensive line, when you put in those new pieces, have communication issues. Defensive backs communicate just as much as the offensive linemen, just from further away, usually. Yeah. Uh, so, like, that's – I feel like the pass defense is probably going to be okay. But the run defense, it's all the same guys for the most part. And it's the same coaches. So that's where maybe you turn that – and that's how you turn that into – Oh, so that you know they'll just turn it around. Like these have been good run offenses. That's been the issue. But to me, I almost go like, man, it looks like a lot of guys are having their career worst year. Like Mike Hilton looks like he's having his career worst years so far. Um, Logan Wilson had that awesome game against the Rams, and Pratt had a pretty good game against the Browns, besides being driven 25 yards by Wyatt Teller. But neither one of them has been consistent, and they were both bad in this past game. Zach Carter has to take a step. He's been a net negative. Josh Tupo, net negative. Uh, I wish that they had one less edge guy and one more interior defensive lineman I like because I feel like Sample, Murphy, and Osai, I think, like, yeah, those guys can play as much as they want. When it comes to the defensive tackle rotation, I think, like, man, I don't want those guys really on the field too much. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I don't think, you know, that. Reader's been playing well. I think he's been the only defender to play consistently well, although I also don't think it's been at the elite level that I was used to last year and the year before, where he would just be utterly dominant. Right now, he's just being really good, which you'll take. But yeah. at the same time, like I, I, I don't think I would go, this guy is without a doubt the in the top two, three nose tackles in the league. Maybe he has that case, but right now it feels more like, yeah, this is a good nose tackle. He's he's a good player. Um, I think BJ Hill's fine, but I want him to be a little bit better just because when BJ Hill is on, he's kind of like the <laughs> disrespectful, I guess. But I do think of him as like the Robin for Reader's Batman. Like when Reader is being a top two nose tackle bj hill is like you know i'm a really good run defending three tech as well yeah. like, you can't just focus on all your attention there because i'll dominate this guard i'll beat i'll smoke him if you give me the opportunity and right now it feels like he's more like fine and he had a really good pass rush but i'm talking about run defense because that's what i'm really worried about right now um trey hendrickson has been you'll get some splash plays but he's been not great so far when it comes to defending the run and Sam Hubbard, I just can't believe there's been a couple plays where I just went, oh, Sam Hubbard, like not a great rep here. And the main one I think of is a play that I am most frustrated about still after Sunday where they fumbled the pitch and it went for an explosive play. And Sam Hubbard was, in my opinion, the primary culprit on it because he was the backside contained defender. And he kind of changed his angle when he saw the ball on the ground as if he was going to get it. But man, I'm so much thinking like, just go hit the running back. Just go hit the running back because, A, that's legal because you just think, hey, he had the, I thought he had the ball. Yeah. He fumbled. But also, B, like that gives you an opportunity of somebody else picking the ball because he picked it up himself. C, like that is kind of your job on this play. You're too far away to really get that ball unless he bobbles it on the pickup, which happens all the time. I'm not saying this was some abysmal play from Sam Hubbard, but it just – it's kind of just kind of showed the the entire day for the Bengals where the Titans were able to put the ball on the on the turf and then pick it up and still go get an explosive play. Yeah, I felt pretty personal against the Titans. That's for sure. 